Welcome everyone to the podcast where we explain people and learn a little more about your fellow human beings in all of their different shapes and colors. I'm Master Coach Kim Giles and I have Coach Sarah Henderson with me in the studio today. And Sarah, we're going to talk about dating the shapes, our next 12 shows, how to date all these different kinds of people. And I realize that you're married, I'm single. So we've kind of got some different perspectives on this because you know what, when you, even if you're married, you're still dating. When well, that's true. And I think that the concepts within the shapes are the same for a lot of relationships. So whether you're dating or you're living with someone, or if you are married to someone, I think all the same concepts still apply to those close relationships. Yeah, I do too. I, I think also, you know, when you're in a, in a committed relationship with someone, whether you're married or living together or whatever, you're still dating, you're learning about each other. And so this is going to help everybody. So we're going to start with your shape, octagons. Yay, and that's the one I know the best. <laughs> kind of what I was thinking. And, and we're going to talk about some relationship do's and don'ts with each of the shapes. I've kind of got a dating hack that I want to share with everybody. But I want to start and just talk a little bit about how octagons tick so you can understand an octagon if you've got one in your life that you've met. And I do have to say, Sarah, I have got tons of single friends now out there who Every time they meet somebody, and most of the time that's happening online first, they're making them take the shapes quiz because wow. they want to know from the get-go of dating this person what they're dealing with. You know what? And why Why not? Why, why? It's a fun thing. It'd be a great way to start a date or even, you know, a friendship or, or a relationship just to find out like, hey, you want to learn more about what makes you tick, what motivates you, what you fear, what you value. What a great way to start. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I actually have been, when I meet somebody, I tell them to go to 12shapes.com and there's a button right on the front page that says dating by shape and click on the arrow because that's my shape. You ought to read from the get-go what the, the gist is with dating me. And that's been really interesting to have them from the beginning kind of get me. So I think there's a lot of value in this. Yeah, I do too. And I've said before on our shows that knowing my shape and knowing my husband's shape was a game changer. And it continues to impact our relationship positively over and over again, just knowing his shape. So I think this is great. Okay, so start us off a little bit and, and share with everybody um, what octagons value most, what they care about, and, you know, it's important to know those things when you're dating somebody because when you know what they value, you're going to be able to plan dates better. You're going to know how to respond to them. So tell us a little bit about what octagons value. Yeah. So I think we need to talk a little bit about not just like what is what do you value? What does that mean? For me, I started recognizing that it's what I value, but it's also what motivates me, right? So I really love uh, people and connecting with people and recognizing that there are connections between people that they don't even know about and I can facilitate, facilitate a connection with them. But also, I just love to talk to people. Um, I love to figure out what makes them tick. I love to know their strengths. I want to know their weaknesses so that I can get close to them. 
and connect with them on a really genuine and meaningful level. So I think that's the big thing um, that octagons love. They're motivated by that connection with people. And also something I didn't know about an octagon is that they tend to have spiritual gifts. I'm not sure I have spiritual gifts, but I definitely have a very strong intuition that guides a lot of the direction that and paths that I take. And so I listen to my gut a lot. What does your gut tell you to do here? And I go with that and I seem to have a, a pretty good feel for myself and sometimes even other people and how other people are feeling. Yeah, I've noticed that about you. You're you are tuned in to what's going on with people. And you have tons of friends and and those relationships are really important to you. You invest time and energy in keeping those connections with a lot of people going, which as an arrow, I don't do as much as you do. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be a little bit exhausting, but on the other hand, I love thinking of someone and sending them a text and just being like, hey, you're on my mind today. It just totally motivates them and changes their day, makes them happy. So if I can have that positive impact by just reaching out to my friends with a little text or whatever, I love that. It feels really good to me. So if somebody was dating you, that's an important thing to know that you appreciate connection and reaching out and staying in touch and oh, yes. you know disappearing on you for a week is not going to be the right strategy if you're dating an octagon. Right. And it's not just going to be a quick, hey, hi, how are you? Right. I need something a little more than that fairly consistently. Even from my husband, I tell him, I need to know that you think that I'm amazing or that you think that you see the effort that I'm putting into the things that I'm working on and you appreciate it and that you um, are really connecting with me on and in, in my soul and in my heart, right? It's not superficial because superficial connection, octagons, octagons can feel that pretty early on, pretty right away. Yeah, that's that intuition. I know when I have dated an octagon in the past, like I can't hide how I'm feeling because they can feel it in me. They know when something's up. And there's just no hiding from an octagon. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Even we have to point it out to other people sometimes and say, hey, I see this. I see you reacting and acting this way. And you're saying that you're fine, but I can tell that you're not fine. <laughs> so that does happen a lot for octagons, I think. So a couple um, other things. You guys really value knowledge and learning. And you also really like to teach what you learn. And I was thinking most octagons really like to go do some activity that you're either interested in learning about and do it together or go do something that you could teach your date what you know about or how to do some sport or activity that maybe they don't know how to do because well, octagons kind of enjoy teaching. We do and we enjoy learning as well. I think that when I read books, everybody's always astounded. I was like, I don't really like sit down and read like a good novel, like for fun. If I'm going to sit down and read something, it's going to be a knowledge base learning for me, whether it's about personal development or professional development or just like a true story that's going to kind of teach me some history or even I'll go so far as having like historical fiction, I guess. But really, I'm not going to waste my time with something that's not going to teach me something. And that's something I also learned about. So I try and I have to make a little bit of an effort to be like, okay, I'm going to take some time for myself. And I'm going to get a book that is doesn't mean anything. I'm not gonna learn anything. I'm just going to enjoy it. So we do kind of get caught up in that learning and knowledge and, and teaching others. But I would also say one thing that happens to us is we tend to give some unsolicited advice 
And this was something I didn't recognize that I did. But once it came out that octagons sometimes have the bad habit of giving people advice when they're not really looking or asking for advice, I was like, I don't do that. And I was like, oh, man, I totally do that. So I think it's something to watch out for. If you see an octagon freely giving their opinion, that's normal. (laughs) Okay. So I have to give you a real story. So there's this other octagon that I went out with once. (laughs) But even in just one, one date, Almost the whole date, he wanted to share with me books he'd read or podcasts he'd, he liked or listened to and songs I should hear. And he just, wow. he wanted to like share this stuff with me the whole date. And afterwards, even though I told him that I wasn't really interested, I don't think we were a good match. He still to this day, that octagon sends me tech with podcasts or books or things that he wants to yeah, share we with think me. We're- supplementing and improving your life. We think that you can barely go on without the information we have. <laughs> it's true. And it's, it's beautiful that you have all the stuff that you want to share. And you also want to make a difference in the lives of other people. So you're very helpful that way. There's just some of us, I get this stuff. I'm like, I, as an arrow, do not have time <laughs> to look at all this, this stuff. But that's often what it looks like when you're dating an octagon. Because you're into that yeah, stuff I think, a lot. Yeah, and what, you have to be careful if you're with an octagon, maybe a little more long-term, that they're not overgiving, right? Because I do have to watch and make sure that I'm not trying to earn my value by doing for other people or being a good friend or taking care of someone that maybe I don't really have all the bandwidth to do. So make sure that your octagon isn't over, overdoing because I think sometimes they might tend to do that as well. Okay, so I also want to give everybody some do's and don'ts. If you are dating somebody and they're an octagon and you want to win them over, these are the things that I would recommend you do do that they will really like. So maybe we can take turns sharing some of these. The first one is spend lots of time asking questions and listening to their ideas about things and what they've learned. Octagons love to have you listen to them and to share what they know. Don't you think doing that is a big win on a date with an octagon? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I am an octagon. So to me, that makes, I would think that everybody would like to be listened to and not be cut off and um, have their, their stories be heard and commented on and, and liked. But yes, specifically for an octagon, they would love that attention. And even if you can be really open to their advice and suggestions and and ideas they have for you, the more that you're interested and open about that stuff, the more they will like that. I also think letting them know how amazing they are. And you mentioned this is something that makes a big difference from Ed, your husband. Mm -hmm. You you want validation from him. Yeah, and it's really hard because octagons come across as very successful and very motivated, and we don't really appear to be all that needy. So to ask for that praise and that verbal confirmation that you're doing a good thing or something like that is maybe it doesn't really seem like an octagon might need that, but if you're doing that for an octagon, they will be eating out of your hand because they will love it. Cool. Okay, so I had a client yesterday who, who said, when, when you do these shows on dating each of the shapes, I want to know kind of when it comes to sexuality where each of these different shapes tend to usually be. And I have to tell you, I think most octagons are very sensual or sexual beings. 
I think they have a higher sex drive. I think they're, they're often more comfortable with their sexuality and they like lots of physical affection and connection along those lines. Am I accurate? Yeah, I think you're accurate with that. I think that's true in my, in my marriage. That's true. But also I've been told other times that I am a very like touchy person. So when I talk to you, I will like touch your arm or if I'm joking, I'll like smack your arm or whatever. And so I, I have noticed that I'm more, yeah, I, cause that's a connection, right? So that's why I think we tend to be, to look for that closeness um, through sexual connection or just a simple touch is we're just looking for that continued connection that we're dying, we're, we're dying for. Yeah. So I think great dates for an octagon are dates where there is romance, where there's a chance to really have connection and closeness and, and talk and communicate. Taking an octagon, I don't know, even to a movie, maybe to just sit there and not talk to each other might not be as great of a date as something where you can have more connection. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't really even enjoy movies that much. I'd rather go rollerblading or ice skating or skiing or I don't know, somewhere, even walking like to a park where you could share a picnic or something. Yeah, absolutely. I think a movie is an easy out, right? You don't have to talk to each other. You're going to watch the movie. So yeah, do something where you're going to make a connection with them. Yeah be a lot more fun on a date. Okay, now yeah. on occasion, you may be dating uh, an octagon and have a day when they're kind of out of balance. And you mentioned sometimes when you're out of balance, you can get into kind of a victim day. I had a client the other day who's an octagon who was, I called it an octagon overwhelm day because she mm. was on overload. And in those moments, they need to vent. They need to be able to get out the overwhelm of everything that they're feeling and, and kind of vent that victim story. And then I think the best way for us to help you on those days is to just remind you how amazing you are and that you have the capacity to handle all this and get out of it. But would you have any other suggestions on I think a balanced day? Right on. That is exactly what happens to me. I get in victim mode and then I might be way more grumpy, a little more teary with, um, the things that approach me, and I might not be able to handle things with so much um, compassion as I might on a on a more balanced day. So, but that is exactly what helps is for someone to say to you, you know, you're so busy because it's just so much fun to work with you and talk to you, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's right, you know, and so you just feel so good about it. So if you can find a way to compliment them for handling the way their life is going, even if it feels like chaos to them, that would always be nice. And it's kind of encouragement. Um, I think they do better being reminded of how awesome they are and that they can get out of this than you trying to offer suggestions to fix it. Yeah, no, I think that fear of loss would come up and when I um, get advice from other people, right? Although I like to give it freely. I think, yeah, the fear of loss would come up and I wouldn't be as receptive to that as quote unquote help as I would just using the encouragement. I think for an octagon, I would stick with encouraging unless they're asking for help, of course. Asking for advice, for sure. Okay, so let's give you a few not to do's <laughs> if you're dating an octagon. And the first one on my list was don't make them feel second place or the end of your list. Most octagons, they really want to be important to you if you're dating or married or, or in a relationship. They want to feel like you are a big priority. 
or they're a big priority to you. So kind of blowing them off and, and not paying enough attention is not going to work dating an octagon. They need attention. They need to know that, that you're thinking about them and not doing that's going to be an issue. Yeah, even if you're, um, especially like if it's an octagon and an arrow and the arrow is so task driven and getting things done, the octagon is going to feel neglected if they're not number one. It's a good don't for sure. I would say also um, because of our fear of loss, we really want to make sure that um, things happen our way. I know that sounds really selfish, but it's kind of true and it doesn't, doesn't have to be in a bad way. Just make sure that you're not insisting and being controlling on things happening your way because that will instigate a power struggle, I think, with an octagon. And, um, you know, my husband is also a fear of lost shape. He's a rhombus. And this was something that also was a game changer for us. Can we realize that we were both in a power struggle? We both can back down and, and come to a, an agreement, but don't insist on things your way with an octagon. Yeah. Compromise. A lot of shapes that, that being controlling is not going to work with them. And octagons and arrows are both on that list. If you're super controlling, we're not, it's not going to work out. Right, right, right. Okay. If an octagon gets bothered with you or they're mad at you for something you did, I also want people to know the right way to apologize or, or make things better with an octagon. This would go for almost all of the fear of lost dominant shapes that they not only need you to be sorry for what you did, but they actually kind of need you to make some restitution on some level to sort of make up for whatever it was that they lost. So let's say they were planning on this date with you this night and you ended up canceling at the last minute. They might be experiencing loss around that and be kind of put out. It's not going to be enough to just say you're sorry that that happened you need to plan another night. You need to tell them you're going to do this and, and this great night is going to be so awesome that you're going to make up for missing it the night before. Wouldn't that make you feel better at a different level than just an apology? Yes, absolutely. I think the apology needs to be followed up by actions for sure. And that makes sense. I think another thing for an octagon would be to make sure that you're always honest, even if you think that the truth is going to upset or hurt them. I think an octagon would always rather hear the truth than be lied to. So make sure um, that truth and that trust gets built up for that great connection with an octagon. So make sure you're being honest. And they'll also see through you, through you too, because you can't lie to an octagon without them knowing. They'll, sure. they'll be able to tell. Yeah. Octagons are such good communicators too. And I, I call them long communicators because they can have really long discussions about things or if you've got a misunderstanding or a little fight that's, that's happened and you're dating an octagon, expect that it's going to take a while to fully talk through that and for them to feel like it's all resolved. A shape like mine, being an arrow, I'm a short communicator. And so that can be kind of a mismatch sometimes. A long conversation will wear me out. And so you just want to know with octagons, you might be looking at more of a, a long conversation. Yeah, I would say that there's like eight sides to every story for an octagon, right? I, that's so accurate. Absolutely. I think we're also really quick to say what we think and that can offend people and maybe bother people. So just make sure that you understand that an octagon might just be offering an opinion or a thought or some advice and don't get offended by that. Um, really, we're just trying to help.
<laughs> you truly are trying to help. And there's just some shapes that can get, that can, and especially fear of failure dominant, we can feel a little like insulted or criticized if you're trying to give us advice, but understand that an octagon's always just trying to help you. They are very super thoughtful people. All the octagon friends I have, they are, they're thinking about me all the time and things they could do for me. And they're some of the most thoughtful people. And so I kind of feel like if you're dating an octagon, you've got to be willing to do that back. You've got to understand that that's how the octagon functions in a relationship. They're thoughtful and they want to do things for you and they're going to expect some of that back. So I definitely think that's something that you've got to go into it expecting. Does that make sense? Yes. And they also want to be able to give you feedback. So if you are the octagon, make sure that um, you know the shape of the people that you're dating. Don't forget to go and do that. Make sure you understand their shape. Any last advice for dating an octagon, Kim? Yeah. Let me just say again, if you guys, if we went by this fast, it's on the website at 12shapes.com. You can look up dating an octagon and, and read all about it. And for each one of the shapes, I've given you a relationship hack. And so this is kind of like one secret thing that you can do to make a date or a relationship with an octagon go well. It's really simple. And so the one I chose for octagons is go to them often and ask for advice or ask their opinion about things and let them tell you and let them give you some advice and tell them how amazing and smart they are really appreciating everything they know and that they they want to share with you and then i would also add on to that lots of physical affection and your octagon will love it i think that's a great hack and that is a lot of information about the octagon shape and i think it is great for like we said dating marriage living together whatever you're doing make sure you understand your octagon and thank you everybody for listening today so join us again next week for some more of explain people